It is Wednesday, November 18th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by the Fields Auto Group. And now, the man responsible for terrible towels being yellow, J.P. Shadrick. I'm not going to go into reasons why. Welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on this Wednesday of Steelers Week. Week 11 in the National Football League and plenty to get to on the program today. Bucky Brooks, John Osier coming up right around the corner. We'll preview this Week 11 matchup for, between the Steelers and Jaguars. This week's game presented by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure at TIAA Bank Field. Defensive test, obviously, against Big Ben and all the weapons on offense for Pittsburgh. Big test for the Jaguars offense, too, against one of the top defenses in the National Football League. They, they get to the quarterback. They take the ball away. They're pretty good against the run. Uh, it's a great group. Certainly the front seven will break them down. The uniform unveiling, Jimmy Luck coming up at 4.30 today. And then we'll play big game Jaguar where Bucky Brooks has a little curveball this week. <laughs> we'll get to that coming up in a little bit. Bucky, what's going on with you this week? Man, it's a great week. Great week, big game. Steelers week. A lot to be excited about, JP. Yeah, Steelers are coming in 9-0, and John. The Jags have dropped eight straight, but the last couple weeks have felt a little closer. This is still a tough matchup, John. Well, I'm great too, JP. I mean, you ask Bucky how he is. <laughs> you don't care how I am. We're covering one and eight here. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, thank you for asking. I'm great. And it is, you know, it's, it's, the Jaguars have looked better in the last two weeks. Not fair to say they've looked good because they've lost, but remarkable improvement defensively in terms of how they've played, in terms of how the offense has kept the team in the game. I thought it has been two complete games sort of playing together as one to stay in these games. Will that translate against Pittsburgh? That's another story. All right, we'll, uh, we'll break down all sides of this game coming up, but uh, that's, that feels like it's what it's going to take most weeks is all three phases doing things the right way. Last week they won the turnover margin. They had a, a special team score, but the offense just uh, faltered later in the game. They, couldn't, they actually got in the end zone but had a holding call takeaway. Uh, would have been a, a touchdown late in that game, but um, that's what it feels like it's going to have to be most weeks. Let's get into this game this week, though. Let's start on the offensive side, guys. And Jake Luton, of course, getting the start again this week. Gardner Minshew, uh, Doug Marone said earlier this week, would start throwing this week on the practice field. But it's Jake Luton's ball now this week again against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, scouts view here, Bucky. How did he look last week in the windy conditions in Lambeau? There has been, considering all that, Still a lot of positive talk from the powers that be about his play last week. Yeah, very solid performance. I think he um, weathered the storm in, in, in terms of dealing with the windy conditions. I felt like he did a really good job of managing the game. Uh, avoided, for the most part, the risky plays. Did a good job of letting the playmakers go to work. And I think when the running game is working like it has been the last couple of weeks and he's been able to be efficient in the passing game, the Jaguars have been able to move the ball. So I think... Signs are looking up for Jake Luton at the quarterback position. You know, John, there were a few moments in that game where he still. 
<laughs> Go ahead, John. <laughs> All right, I want to hear from the scout on this because I have, I don't see enough Packers games and I don't study Aaron Rodgers in wind. Bucky, I assume you've broken down the Packers over the years. How good is he dealing with those elements? Because he deals with them more than most players. And, and how tough can that be for an opposing quarterback in that place? It looked to me like both of them dealt with it early. Rodgers got used to it, figured out what was going on, and Luton still sort of dealt with it. Am I overplaying that? No, you're not overplaying it. I, th- I think, obviously, the more experience that you have uh, throwing the ball in, in, in those elements, the better you become at it, understanding how to do it. It's kind of like a golfer trying to understand, do I use a fade or a draw based on how the win is 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 pushing? And so I think for Aaron Rodgers, he certainly understands how to adjust for Jake, it was a little tougher because he hadn't experienced it. He's not only dealing with the conditions, but he's dealing with a defense that throws a lot at him, and he's only making a second start. I thought for the most part, he wasn't negatively impacted by the conditions. I think he understood how to play within himself. But yeah, it, it didn't allow him to kind of uncork and unleash like he had done the first start. There's still uh, moments in that game, though, where he flashed that big arm that uh, we had talked about and seen already. And, and on that touchdown pass, John, to, to Keelan Cole, that was a rocket right over the middle of the defense. Yeah, it was. And I thought from my uneducated eye that he did a good job with that, or as good as he could, of trying to adjust how hard he had to throw, the timing of routes, some receivers who were slipping. Uh, I thought he did a good job with that. And, you know, I've been asked this week, well, would they have won it had Gardner Minshew played? You know, and I don't really know how to judge that. But I do know that Luton's arm strength on that play was something we haven't seen out of Minshew. So I thought there were situations last week where having his arm strength certainly helped. And I, you know, I've always thought that a quarterback can develop touch. It looks like Luton's working on that each week, sort of how fast to throw the ball against this level of competition. But it's hard to develop the arm strength. It's easier to, to, to learn how to do things if you've got the physical talent to do it. Right. It's hard to, hard to bring that out when uh, you're going against big-time defenses every week in the NFL. Uh, Bucky, you touched on it, the, the run game, helping to balance out this offense. And we could have a James Robinson segment on every show every week, I think, and be okay with it. He went over 100 again. And, you know, as John wrote this week, Bucky, you know, it's not he's good for a rookie. He's not good for an undrafted player. The guy's just good. He's a good running back and and has a chance to be better than that, Bucky. Yeah, he is a really good running back, and he's really talented. And it's another surprise that you find a running back in the kind of undrafted free agent bin. But they found him, and to their credit, give the Jaguars a ton of credit to Doug Marone and his staff credit for putting him in the game. Because a lot of people wouldn't remove Leonard Fournette and give James Robinson an opportunity to play, but he has, and he's responded in splendid fashion. We saw him go over the 100-yard mark again. The toughness that he exhibits when he runs the ball inside. Uh, the nimble, the, the, the nimble ability, the agility, the soft hands that he shows in the passing game. He's the total package. Now, he's not necessarily a mismatch option out of the backfield, but he certainly is a guy that can go for 1,200 rushing yards, maybe add another 50 to 75 catches because his game is very, very well-rounded and polished. 
John, uh, it feels though at some point they're going to ride this train for a while, but uh, he was the only one that touched the ball in the running game last week. I don't know if that's going to hold up down the stretch. They're going to have to get him a little bit of help, but it sounds like maybe some help could be on the way. Yeah, that was my sneeze, by the way, so bless me. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it's been a strange thing to watch this year that there really hasn't been at all this year through nine games. I think the most carries another back has is seven with Chris Thompson. So not only is James Robinson really good, he's been really durable. He's been an Ironman. He's on pace for something like 370 get touches or something like that. I don't know if that's too many or not. You hope that uh, Divine Azigbo, who, by the way, they liked a lot during training camp. And they really thought that it, when you talk to people, they mentioned Divine Azigbo not as much as James Robinson, but they mentioned him. So what can he do? What could he give them? You certainly hope somebody's going to be ready because let's hope Robinson can keep running because so far you haven't seen anything to make you know what it would be if they didn't have him right now. Right. Got to have uh, some, some extra, just to give him a rest every once in a while, Bucky. And I, I know he's a young guy and fresh legs, but gosh, he needs a drink of water every once in a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a little, little bit more of a, a, a throwback. I think it would be interesting to see um, how long they can continue to ride him because he has shown the ability to, to handle a heavy workload. He can do it not only as a runner, but he's also effective in the passing game. But you want to hang your hat on him because he has been so good, so effective during his first season. You just kind of want to ride it out and see if he can continue to be the producer and the playmaker that he's shown. But right now, all signs look like he is a guy that's going to be a solid player for the Jaguars for a long time. All right, guys, I have another question uh, for the scout, JP. Yes, 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 John, yes. It, and it's sort of a theory. I don't get to talk to the scout that often. He won't return my call, so <laughs> I have to him? take this opportunity. He, he, uh, in terms of Robinson's long term, he strikes me pretty similar to Emmett. I'm not saying he's Emmett Smith level, but the way he runs, he, does, he delivers hits, but he doesn't seem to take a lot of hits. He strikes me as a guy that, despite his running style, may be able to maintain himself in this league simply because he runs so smart. I didn't know if Bucky had any thoughts on that. Yeah, he's a very efficient runner. And I think the one thing that you look for is you, you don't mind having a running back that initiates contact, that welcomes contact, that adds a little to your offense in terms of bringing that physical dimension. But the guys that play for a long time, they're the ones who avoid the big shots. And to this point, he has really avoided the major shots, which is why he has been available, as I'm knocking on wood. He has been available because he hasn't taken any major blow-up shots. He has given defenders kind of the glancing surface area blows that, to hit. And so because of that, he's, he's been available. And I am just excited to continue to see him because it seems like Jay Gruden has found something with him, and they're beginning to give him more carries. I want to see what those carries translate into, uh, what kind of production it translates into. All right, guys, let's, let's get into this matchup this week against the Steelers defense, one of the really good units in the National Football League. Top 10 against the run, but they get to the passer. They had the lead a lot. That certainly helps, but they're really good, too. Otherwise, uh, 36 sacks this season so far for the Steelers defense. We're about halfway home in the season. That's a lot. Uh, 92 quarterback hits. Uh, 17 takeaways as a team, 16 of those on defense. Another was a fumble recovery on special teams. But uh, when you have those guys in the front seven, 
Uh, it is a, a real challenge, and as, as the coaching staff is saying this week, if they get behind, then those guys can really crank up, John, and it is it can be really tough if all of a sudden Watt and all those pass rushers are, have a, a, a free shot at you. Well, it can, be, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, meaning you get leads, and then all of a sudden, because you've got leads, you get more turnovers, and you get bigger leads. We all saw it, those of us who covered the Jaguars, we saw it in 2017, how, you know, it's not a coincidence that they lead the league in turnovers and sacks, because usually when you lead the league in sacks, you're getting all kinds of pressures, and you're getting sack fumbles, you're getting picks. Those two kind of go hand in hand. The Steelers are, you know, they swarm, and they're very dangerous, and I thought Doug Marone and Jay Gruden both really touched on it today when they talked to the media. And Doug was as candid about it as I've ever heard him talk in a pregame. They can't fall behind. You've got to stay in good situations. And he said, if you don't, things can get ugly in a hurry. I, I expect whatever their game plan is, it's going to emphasize we've got to get some points early and we have to keep the ball away from this team and not let the thing get out of hand. If they get down 10 nothing, it could get to 24 nothing really fast the way the Steelers play. Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's a think? tough defense. It's a tough defense to deal with. This is a talented group. I mean, you talk about a unit that leads the league in pressure rate and sack percentage, uh, number one in turnovers. They're young, athletic, they're fast, they're physical. Um, they're everything that a team builder would want on defense. And what they've done is they have ratcheted up the pressure. They're blitzing at a clip about a little over 40%, which is one of the top two or three in the league. And so they they get after you. And so the thing that you would like to do in terms of like just, oh, we just want to squat on the ball and take the air out of it, they're not going to allow you to do that. You're going to have to make some plays. And so James Robinson and DJ Chark and Chris Conley and Keelan Cole, like those guys are all going to have to make plays. And the quarterback, um, he would get baptized by the pressure package that he sees. No, no, John, we don't want to throw it. We don't want to throw it at will because the bad things will happen if we throw it too much. We got to find a way to manufacture it. But yeah, a lot is going to be on Jake Luton this week with the pressure. Yeah, pressure and then Mika Fitzpatrick on the back end, ball hawking secondary and all that combined can, can be a, a bad combination for the Jaguars offense if things aren't going well. All right, let's come back. We're, uh, we're going to flip it around. The uh, Jaguars' defense against Ben Roethlisberger. You might have heard of him. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Uh, the Jags know him very well, but uh, let's see about the matchup this week. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by Fields Cadillac of Jacksonville and Fields Cadillac St. Augustine, members of the Fields Auto Group. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Wednesday on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. 
And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Oi. Bonjour. Xin chào. Dobry deň. Keep con. Como te podemos ayudar? If you have an accident, the last thing you should have to worry about is a language barrier. That's why at Fair and Farah, we have a team as diverse as our clients. So no matter what language you speak, we'll fight for your voice. Farah and Farah, here for you. Ici, pour vous. Aquí, para todos. Here for all. Jacksonville. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. Fira and Fira remind you to continue to wear a mask and help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Farah and Farah protecting you and your family since 1979. J.P. Shadrick, NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks, and senior writer for Jaguars.com, John Osier, on this Wednesday. All right, let's, uh, hey, hey, John. Hey, John. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Jaguars defense, let's touch on some of the bright spots in last week's matchup against Green Bay. And you can really look at a couple of the younger guys and one of the newer faces that we've talked about week over week. Uh, Sidney Jones in the league now a few years, but new around here, continues to play well. Daniel Thomas got his first career start at safety last week. And produced Devon Hamilton is becoming a guy in the middle that you can rely on week over week he had his first career sack last week of Aaron Rodgers so uh, you can start with those three guys right there Hamilton Jones Thomas and you know it's, it's what we've kind of talked about as the season started to slip a little bit um, get some of these younger guys in there see what you have and they're finding some positivity in certain places Bucky yeah, they are. The, the, the young guys have been able to step up on the field and, and compete. And I think you have to be excited. Uh, Cindy Jones coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles, stepping in and being a nice compliment on the opposite side of C.J. Henderson. Daniel Thomas making a start, being able to be a very, very active player. But Devon Hamilton is someone that I think we have to be really excited about. His ability to make plays on the inside, not only as a plugger, but as a guy that has also added some pass rush Production. Now, that's not what he's going to do. He's going to minor it more so than major in it. But I think when you looked at the sack that he was able to get, his movement skills, his ability to move around and do some of those things on the interior, you like to have a guy that can do more than just play as a pocket pusher. He's shown flashes of being able to be more than that. You have to be excited uh, if you're the Jaguars coaching staff looking at Hamilton's growth over the course of the season. John, they needed that too. They didn't have much of anything going on in the interior of the defensive line until really Hamilton stepped out and played big against the Chargers. Well, yeah, and you know, you needed something because I still maintain you got to have four or five defensive tackles who can play. You got to have three who can play at a really high level. For a while, they didn't have any, so they've got one, which to me means you still have to have a major push this off season 
to really develop that to where it's a big time defensive line unit if you're going to win. More interesting than Hamilton because it, I think he's on his way. Have they found their cornerback combination? If you look back in the secondary, CJ Henderson, Sidney Jones, Trey Herndon playing well at the nickel. Moving Sidney Jones in may have had the same effect at corner as bringing Schobert in had at linebacker, moving Miles Jack out. They may have found three guys they can move forward with back there. I'm anxious to hear from Bucky. We have scout question again, JP. You know, am I overrating those three corners? Is that an NFL solid level of cornerback play if those three guys play as they had the last two or three weeks? No, I don't think you're overvaluing that. I, I think when you look at uh, the draft pedigree, uh, you have a first round, you have a second round in Sidney Jones. And so those guys are expected to be solid starters, guys that play at a high level. And I think they're doing that. Now, the Jaguars have put both of those guys in a situation that plays to their skill set. Uh, this is more of a zone uh, oriented team, a team that wants to sit back and play vision and break football. And so those guys have instincts and awareness and enough athleticism to make those plays. I think we'll see inside with Trey Herndon. He has played better without question the last couple of weeks. This will be the first game where um, we'll need him to play and cover and cover at a high level. That is something he hasn't consistently been tasked with in terms of having to defend a high end number three or number four receiver. We will see him and Chris Claybos both be challenged by Pittsburgh's wide receiver core that is is excellent from top to bottom. Is it the uh, going on to the Pittsburgh Steelers to, to kind of follow up on that thought? Is this the best receiver group as a whole in the league, Bucky? Uh, it's interesting because I, I won't say they're the best in the league, but I think they're the most dynamic in terms of what they're asked to do. This is a catch-and-run offense. This offense is a quick rhythm offense. So for all the fans that are hoping to see Miles Jack and Josh Allen get the big man, it is unlikely to happen because from touch to throw, he gets it off in 2.31 seconds. So that's fastest in the league by a wide margin. They're throwing 67% of their passes are quick passes, meaning the ball is out in under 2.5 seconds or less. They're running empty formation, so now they're putting all your DBs on an island. They run empty more than anybody else. Ben Roethlisberger has more pass attempts and completions and yards and all of this out of empty. And so this is one where we're going to see if C.J. Henderson and Clay Brooks and Jones and Trey Herndon, if they can cover, because they're going to have to be able to cover because you just won't be able to get the pressure to Ben Roethlisberger in time. And so this is a challenge for this secondary. And obviously, John, you got Ben back there pulling the trigger who's seen everything 10,000 times in his career. So, you know, nothing's you're not going to surprise Big Ben most likely. No. And, you know, now I feel great about the game, JP. Now that you brought that up, <laughs> I feel really good about it. So it's, it's, uh, no, it, this is an enormous task for, you know, uh, uh, last week it was tough because of Aaron Rodgers. This week it's tough because Ben Roethlisberger might be playing as well as Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, an absurd stat is if Ben continues to play as he's played, he will finish the season with more touchdowns than he's ever thrown in his career and fewer interceptions than he's ever thrown in his career. I think it speaks to what Bucky said. They're not throwing the ball deep downfield. They're throwing quick timing. So you reduce the number of interceptions. His yards aren't as high as they have been in some years, but he's, he's having a remarkable season. 
And he's at that point where he sees everything far before you're even thinking everything. So it's uh, Jaguars will need those corners to get a couple of breaks and catch the ball when they have their hands on it. That's the task. If they do, they'll have a chance to stay in it. But I always say, JP, on a game like this, if you see the underdogs secondary slapping their hands and saying, oh man, we missed that one, you're in trouble because you only get a few shots and you've got to take advantage of turnover opportunities when they come around. You know, it's funny, John, because I talked about it and, and I probably put a lot of emphasis on coverage. I think the most important part of this game from the Jaguars' defense standpoint will be how well they tackle. Um, I would anticipate Ty Wash using a lot of zone coverage, trying to keep the eyes on the quarterback to get great breaks on the throws. And what the Jaguars have to do is when they catch it, they have to go down immediately. They cannot allow this team to run and, and gain all these yak yards, yards after catch. They have to tackle well. If they tackle well this week, they'll have a chance because watch them against the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys weren't playing well, but they did a great job of rallying and tackling. If the Jaguars take that blueprint and do a great job of tackling, not a lot of missed tackles, they can keep this game close. They have to tackle really well in the back end. Fact this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, the 9-0 and Steelers, and uh, the Jags now have dropped eight in a row, but they're coming back home, a little home cooking, maybe could help things out this week. We've got plenty ahead on Jaguars Happy Hour. We'll come back in just a few moments, and Jimmy Luck will join us with the uniform unveiling. What will the Jags wear at home this Sunday? And a little later, big game Jaguar and Bucky's throwing curveballs. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission, we're nonprofit. So we pass the savings along to our members because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. 
Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group each Wednesday. J.P. Shadrick with Bucky Brooks and John Ozier, the Jags and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The game this Sunday presented by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And uh, the Jags at home. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff time at TIAA Bank Field. Jimmy Luck coming up in just a few minutes. You know, I'm looking through the, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers results this year. And they've played in a lot of tight games, guys. I mean, they, they had to rally somehow to beat the Cowboys. Um, they beat the Ravens by four. They beat the Titans in Tennessee by three. I mean, good teams win close games. Yes, they're 9-0. and I'm not saying they're not worthy of 9-0, and but um, they don't blow out a lot of people, Bucky. Um, you know, and it's one of those where the Jags played that close game last week in Green Bay, kind of got the attention. Uh, I'm curious. I, I don't think, I guess the point I'm trying to make, guys, is I don't think this is going to be a sleepwalking Steelers team coming in this week. They're going to take the Jaguars, um, as professionally as they can because they know what almost happened at Green Bay. Is that a real thing, Bucky? Yeah, I think it's a real thing. I, I think for the Steelers, I, I think they, they will give the Jaguars their proper respect in the preparation phase of it. So they'll prepare for them. Um, I think they'll have an A-level effort. Um, but I will say the reason why their games are close is because as much as I talk about the passing game, the passing game is really a ball control, conservative attack. It's a lot of dink and dunk passes where you have to string together a lot of completions to eventually get it in the end zone. And so because of that, they can have some issues where they can go from 20 to 20s and then kind of bog down in the red zone. They've really abandoned the running game. They've basically just given the ball to Ben Roethlisberger and said, hey, throw it as much as you want and do whatever you want with this quick rhythm passing game and we'll score points. And... You know, it's been effective, but there is some fool's gold to that because Ben is taking care of the ball, and that is a little uncommon that he's been so protective of the ball this year. He hasn't had giveaways in seven games, and his passer rating's been over 107 games. That's really uncommon for him to be so efficient. So you do wonder, will there be a market correction, and maybe will be the beneficiary? John, headline, Bucky Brooks says Steelers are fool's gold. How about that? I can uh, see it now. That's what I heard. I mean, I, all, uh, <laughs> all I heard was fool's gold. So I think it's what we're playing with. But it's uh, in talking to Ed Bichette, who's, who's covered the Steelers for 35 years, he now works for the Athletic, and he knows the Steelers as well as anybody. So I'll defer to his theory on Ben Roethlisberger, which made a lot of sense to me. Not throwing the ball deep as much and not making as many chance throws to Antonio Brown. Which they, it used to be a case where mm-hmm. they would throw the ball up in the air, wait for Antonio to go make a play. It worked because he was otherworldly good. But not as many deep chance throws is a big reason for the reduction in, in interceptions. So I don't know necessarily that you can count on pick. But I definitely agree with Bucky that very little running game involved with the Steelers this year. So when you put the ball in the air, there's more risk of turnovers. So maybe you get one or two. I sure wouldn't have picked them to win the turnover battle in Green Bay this week. They've got to win it this week to have a chance to win against Pittsburgh. Yeah, steal those possessions and and same kind of formula. Steal the possessions, get a special team score if you can, something like that to to really help out things. And then 
play uh, a really, really good offensive football game, and then you'll have a shot to get this game into the fourth quarter. Jimmy Luck coming up shortly to uh, unveil the uniforms for us here. Let's go ahead and look at the AFC South standings through week number 10, heading into week number 11. And uh, it's pretty tight at the top of the division, of course. The Colts lead the way, and the Colts and the Titans will play again in a couple weeks. So there's still a lot to be determined there. The uh, Texans and the Jaguars at the bottom of the division, the bottom two teams. Uh, is that uh, is that going to stand up, in your opinion, Bucky, with the Colts at the top? Are they the strongest team, at least right now? And, and do you see that developing as the season goes on? You know, I know it's crazy because we knocked them off in week one, but the Colts are the best team in terms of their overall balance. Uh, this is a, a, a solid defensive team. They're doing a really good job of stopping the run. Uh, Matt Eberflus has them playing very good. I mean, they're, like, they're just playing hard. They're flying to the ball. Not a lot of coverage bust. The ball is in front. And they do an exceptional job of tackling on the perimeter. When Phillip Rivers takes care of the football, this is a hard team to beat. The problem is you just don't know what you can get from Phillip Rivers every week. He is a little turnover prone. And that has been the biggest issue when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts. When he doesn't play well, he puts them at jeopardy of losing. And so it's all on 17. Well, on 17, John, and, uh, you know, the Titans, when they get things going, they can play pretty well. But um, at least they, you know, the other night, the Colts got them in that one-on-one -on -one matchup. Well, I only saw part of it, and I saw the part where special teams just killed the Titans. So that's certainly a part of it. I'm surprised because of the way that I've always seen the Titans when we see them, when we're covering them. I'm surprised that they're not stouter defensively. Uh, I think that's really hurt them. It looked like they, like that hurt them against the Colts a little bit. I expected them to be able to play good defense and then run with Derrick Henry. I'm sure it's what they thought they're going to be able to do. Clowney really hasn't had much of an impact. If they don't get that defense turned around, you know, the Colts-Titans game in a couple weeks is, is huge because the Colts already have that edge. You know, it, it doesn't feel like they're as much of a dark horse playoff team as you thought maybe two or three weeks ago and that surprised me because I thought the Titans were pretty solid. John, uh, you, I, and uh, Bucky all have the same amount of sacks as Jadavian Clowney this year. Zero <laughs> sacks in the NFL. Yeah. But uh, that's a conversation. That's it's just one of those things, you know. You, <laughs> Just not getting home to the quarterback. Let's look at the matchup this week and this week for the divisional teams. The Titans at the Ravens, both teams at six and three. The Ravens lost to the Patriots last week. Uh, the Patriots get the Texans this week down in Houston. And of course, the Steelers and Jaguars here. The Packers uh, go down to Indy to face the Colts. So uh, some big time games there, guys. The Titans and Ravens matchup and the Packers and Colts matchup, especially Bucky, two really good football games. Yeah, really good football games. And I, I think what's, what's interesting in the Baltimore Ravens-Tennessee Titans game, uh, which Baltimore team will show up? They're beginning to be some doubts about the Ravens and their ability to be a legitimate title contender. So can Greg Roman get this offense back on track? You're minus Nick Boyle. You, you lost some offensive linemen. Can they get back to smashing the football like they were able to the first year and a half with Lamar Jackson as the starter? If they're going to get back on track, it's going to be propelled by their running game and their defense. We'll see if they can get it on track. 
All right, there's a look at the division this week. The uh, Jags at the bottom of the AFC South at 1-8. They've lost eight straight games. They'll welcome in the Pittsburgh Steelers this Sunday at 1 o'clock. TIA Bank Field, the game presented by Publix. Jimmy Luck scheduled to join us here in just a few moments. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll get the uniform unveiling. I, John, well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll get to Jimmy coming up. I'm down uh, on Jimmy. We'll get the uniform unveiling. Uh, we'll play big game Jaguar. All that coming up when we return. This is Jaguar's Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguar's digital network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar we believe in better and that means treating people better with friendly personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952 a smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch an online or phone chat for those quick questions and a call center that's open every day if you believe that great service is better join ViStar we never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on a Wednesday afternoon. The Jaguars and the Pittsburgh Steelers this Sunday in week 11. Old AFC Central rivals, the all-time regular season series, 12-12 and 12 between the teams. The Jaguars, of course, have the two playoff wins against Pittsburgh, 2007 and 2017. Both of those years, the Jaguars beat the Steelers twice in Pittsburgh. It's never been done by any other organization. Well, this game this week, it, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's never been done again. Uh, the Jags and, and the Steelers this week, TIAA. Bank field. Uh, we're out to Jimmy Luck, and let's uh, before we get to him, let's go ahead and play big game Jaguar this week, and we're gonna save Bucky for the end. He has a curveball for us. John, go ahead and get your big game Jaguar. Well, it's sure not Jimmy Luck. It's it, uh, it, um, <laughs> I went with Sidney Jones the fourth, and I I talked to him on the podcast, so I'll drop that name right here. Self promotion. Sidney Jones is a remarkable story for a lot of reasons. As I was talking to him today, I kept going back to, here's a guy who at the, at the cusp of the start of his career, tears an Achilles, which may be worse than tearing an ACL in terms of his, of his position, what you have to overcome 
quick twitch athleticism. And now he's back to being full-time and in uh, full strength and is playing as well as he's ever played and is turning himself into an NFL-level corner. Both he and C.J. Henderson, getting back to the actual game itself, have huge tasks. But Sidney plays in such a way, he's not afraid to be aggressive, he's not afraid to go after the ball. I say he picks Ben Roethlisberger and therefore has a big game to keep the Jaguars in it, but not necessarily to win it at the end. How about that? Sidney Jones, uh, John Osier calling for uh, a takeaway off uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go next, and I'm going to go with the, the guy I went with last week, and because he is Mr. Reliable, and this offense, if it's balanced, it has James Robinson running the football all over the field. So I'm going with the Jaguars running back again. I know it's a tough front seven. I know they're pretty good against the run, yes, but for this offense to be what they, what they can be, James Robinson is is a key for the Jags. So he had his third hundred yard game last week. Uh, keep feeding him the rock. That's all you got to do, and see if he can keep carrying the load for the Jaguars. He's among the leaders in attempts and yards this year in the NFL. So he is my big game Jaguar this week. Bucky, what do you have for us? So I am going to split mine up because I I, I think I'm gonna need Cole headliners and so my headliners are Trey Herndon and Chris Claybrooks the two guys that are playing nickel and dime back respectively because the Pittsburgh Steelers want to spread it out they're going to utilize all their weapons uh Juju Smith-Schuster Chase Claypool Deontay Johnson then they have James Washington not to mention Eric Ebron and so the third and fourth corners have to play a critical role this week we can't hide them those guys have to get out there and they not only have to show up, but they got to show out. So those are my big game, James, my big game Jaguars, Trey Hernan, Chris Clay Brooks. If we win, it's going to be because of their efforts and coverage. There you have it. Uh, big game Jaguars, uh, plural, yeah. for Bucky Brooks this week. And they're going to need a lot of big games out of the Jaguars secondary. Uh, three of the four selections today in the secondary for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, so uh, that's our big game Jaguar this week. Uh, we have some. Uh, we, we can't get to Jimmy Luck this week, and it's not Jimmy's fault. So we're going to unveil the uniforms without him. I know that that feels just awful. We'll get back to Jimmy next week, but uh, here is what the Jaguars will wear this Sunday at TIAA Bank Field. There you have it, black over teal for the Jags. Ooh this sunday how about that look about there that? you go that'll look yeah. good against the steelers yeah snazzy they, they they can't mess with that like their traditional uniform they have those funny looking yellow pants with the big stripe like we have a little more pizzazz so based on the uniform that that should be a positive that should give us three points right away <laughs> it swings it swings things that way yes uh that's a good look john i like it yeah i think that's only the second if i'm not wrong which i usually am I think that's only the second time they've worn that. So it, it's a, uh, if I'm right, it's an unusual look. Uh, I'm not going to mention the game. They did wear it because it didn't go well, but good for them. And I think we've shown that we can do this show without Jimmy Luck. So uh, <laughs> you know, my vote is pretty obvious moving forward, but I'll leave it up to you guys. Um, you won't mention the game, but I will. It was in Dallas, and it didn't go well at all um, against oh. Cowboys. 
So I was right. So uh, uh, we, we didn't get Jimmy's voice this week, but we have the video working, and, and we're going to see if Jimmy can show us. We just saw the graphic, but uh, we're going to try this out and see if Jimmy can show. Well, oh, there he is. There's Jimmy Luck. We can't hear you. That's Keelan Cole's jersey, the black jersey, and the teal pants in the right hand. The microphone's not working. Jimmy can say whatever he wants right now, and nobody will hear. <laughs> Keelan Cole had a big game last week. Punt return touchdown, 91-yarder, and another touchdown through the air. And there you go. The uniforms have been unveiled. That'll do it for our program. Uh, Bucky, we will see you in the postgame for the phone calls. John, is there a dog in your lap? What is that? Okay, uh, rat dog is in the lap. She's ready to eat. And uh, she thinks she's better than Jimmy Luck. So. Well, then, we've got a new co-host on the program. Uh, then. That'll, do it for our sh that'll do it for our show today. Let's get out of here. Our thanks to uh, Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, Max Hockman, our entire crew back at the stadium. For John Osier and Rat Dog and Bucky Brooks, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. <laughs>